This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, an appeals court decision might mean a return to the COVID vaccine mandates for federal contractors. The SBA reinvigorates its women-owned small business contracting initiative. And Fort Bragg's moldy barracks seem to be nothing to brag about. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Monday, August 29th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. An appeals court cracks the door open a bit for a return to the COVID vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The mandate has been on hold since last December, when a federal judge in Georgia issued an injunction blocking it nationwide. But the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 3-0 on Friday that the nationwide ban went too far, and the injunction can only apply to the plaintiffs who actually sued. In this case, that's the members of the Associated Builders and Contractors and state agencies from seven states. Several other federal courts have also blocked the mandate on a more local basis, and the Biden administration hasn't yet said how it will respond to Friday's ruling. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Transportation Department lands a new Chief Information Security Officer. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Jay Riberio is taken over as the Transportation Department's new Head of Cybersecurity and Associate Chief Information Officer. Riberio comes to DOT from the Justice Department's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, where he was the CISO. He was with ATF since 2018. Prior to that, Ribeiro worked at the Federal Election Commission and with the Department of State in senior IT roles. He takes over for Andrew Orndorff, who has been DOT's CISO and Associate CIO for Strategic Portfolio Management for the last two years. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The SBA is reinvigorating its women-owned small business contracting initiative called the Challenge Her Program, a free national effort designed to bring more women-owned firms into the federal government's supply chain using matchmaking opportunities, as well as training on how to navigate the federal acquisition sector. Officials at Fort Bragg have relocated the first 100 of about 1,100 soldiers as the base addresses mold in its barracks. An assessment found that 10 of 12 barracks built in the 1970s do not meet current ventilation standards. The base is urging any soldiers with adverse health symptoms to seek medical attention. The National Archives is making it easier to access its digital records resources, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The National Archives and Records Administration is making its digital preservation framework available as a linked open data set. NARA says the move will help share its digital preservation research with agencies and digital preservation professionals across the world. The framework describes best practices for the preservation of some 684 file formats. NARA says the linked data set will help ensure digital records created today will remain accessible for decades to come. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Employees of the legislative branch will get more workplace protections if a new bill introduced by D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton becomes law. Among other things, the Congress Leads by Example Act would provide general whistleblower protections and anti-retaliation measures for those working for Congress. Norton says it would provide protection for congressional employees more in line with protections for other federal workers. 
A new committee formed by the Defense Department is tasked with studying ways to prevent sexual misconduct in the military. The Pentagon just released the names of who will serve on the board. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has the details. Longtime military human resources official Gina Grosso will lead the Defense Advisory Committee for the Prevention of Sexual Misconduct. Grosso served as Lieutenant General in the Air Force. Her last position was the Deputy Chief of Staff for Manpower Personnel and Services. She'll be joined by 13 other members, including Dorothy Edwards, the president of Altruistic, a nonprofit focused on sexual violence. Stephanie Gaddis, the founder of Pink Berets, an organization honing in on military sexual trauma, will also serve on the board. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Social Security Administration has plans to repair a few parts of its national union agreement. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. After months of ongoing discussions, SSA and the American Federation of Government Employees reached an agreement to restore previous levels of official time. That's paid time that employees can use for union activity. The agreement also restores the union's use of SSA facilities to levels that existed in an earlier iteration of the national contract. The changes will take effect on September 23rd. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The IRS might not get quite the return on investment it expected from recent funding increases. The Inflation Reduction Act passed earlier this month gives the IRS $80 billion over the next 10 years. A new estimate from the Congressional Budget Office says the funding increase will allow IRS to collect slightly more than $180 billion over the next 10 years. The original estimate in July was about $23 billion higher. CBO says late changes to the bill in the Senate, including cutting expedited hiring and critical pay authority, are responsible for the decrease. Federal contractors and contracting officers now have an online portal to provide required notices of federal construction contracts and subcontract awards. Launched by the Department of Labor on Friday, this portal facilitates the submission of notices required by the department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, or OFCCP. It will also reduce the need to submit contract awards notifications by mail or email. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is looking for contractors who can support its research portfolio. NGA released a notice this month seeking feedback from companies on the agency's future technology endeavors. That includes developing new ways to observe activities happening around the world, as well as advanced analytics and software work. The deadline for responses to NGA is September 23rd. The Federal Salary Council will soon have three new members. President Biden announced his intention to appoint Everett Kelly, David Holloway, and Patrick Yost to the council. Kelly is president of the American Federation of Government Employees, Holloway is president of the National Association of Government Employees, and Yost is president of the Fraternal Order of Police. The nine-member board submits locality pay recommendations for approval to the president's pay agent an authority combining heads of labor, OMB, and OPM. The council recently recommended pay increases in areas across the country to keep federal employees' pay more in line with the communities in which they work. The Veterans Affairs Department is trying to find ways to boost workforce satisfaction. A new employee engagement council is collaborating with VA leaders to brainstorm ways to better support employees' satisfaction at work. Some of the council's changes include adding whole health training to its employee onboarding program and creating relaxation rooms for medical center staff. Gina Grasso, a VA human resources leader, 
says the agency wants to create a more holistic view of employee wellness. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, August 29th, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.